On today's episode of Created... Like if you go on ChatGPT and you ask, what's your favorite brand of chocolate? The GPT says like, I'm a machine. I don't eat chocolate. Right. Okay. So that's because <laughs> you can imagine that when GPT went out, we tried to get him to say it likes Heinz right. again, of course. Uh, but it doesn't because like it, it, that sort of AI or the, like the open AI program has been sort of since then sort of reprogrammed or retrained to reduce brand bias. Welcome to Created, the Advertising and Design Club of Canada podcast that uncovers how great work is not just about creativity, it's about actually getting it created. Theme music and recording studio Care of Grace and Music, and I'm Loranda Martin-Evans, founder of Fellow Human Creative. Today we're talking to Xavier Blay, partner, creative director at Rethink Montreal. Xavier, welcome to the show. Hey, nice. Thanks for having me. You are our first guest from Montreal. Yes. See, four seasons and it took us this long <laughs> to convince someone from Quebec to come on the show. I'm so happy you're here. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. We do the show in person. Like for those listening, Xavier and I are sitting across from each other. Yes. And we don't do it remote. It's just like a better energy. So it's really great that you can come in and Xavier's got a flight in like an hour. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I make it to your Porter flight <laughs> and get you back home. You have been yeah. traveling. You were yeah. just in New York. Yeah. And then you came here the through Clio. New York. Yeah. 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 New York for the Cleos. Cleos. Yeah. 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 Judging? No, 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 no. Oh, it was the show. Just a show. Yeah. How, how was it? It was, it was good. Um, I, I think I, I don't have a passion for the shows where you have to eat at the same time. Oh, because like, you know, there's like utensils clinging and people eating their short ribs without like when people accept awards. So right. it's like it's kind of I don't know. It's like I a wedding. It's like a wedding. Yeah. But without the hitting on the glasses and stuff. And were you there? You were there for a specific piece, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. For well, we won for it was it was a bit of an excuse to go down, to be super honest, because there was the A-list awards the day before we won uh, creative agency uh, of the year. We for, did? for ad age. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank That's you. amazing. We, I wasn't there, though. I, oh, I, I well, didn't even know. Rethink. I didn't even know. I just saw the pictures on Instagram. Oh. Like, what? <laughs> That's amazing. And, uh, yeah. And wow. then, uh, but then the next day was Clio. And uh, yeah, we uh, won for a couple of things for, for AI Ketchup, which is uh, which I think we'll talk about We're going to talk about AI Ketchup and that beautiful work for Decathlon. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Well, then let's get into it. Let's, let's talk about it. AI Ketchup. Let's start there. Yeah. So um, obviously it's a podcast and no one can see the work. Can you describe what is AI Ketchup? Okay. So, um, so like last spring, all these... Um, Text to image AI generator AI image generator. It's it's kind of tough to wrap called? your head around. I know it was like, like Mid Journey and Dolly. Dolly, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. So they and everyone's all, like, we're all going to be screwed out yes, of our jobs. <laughs> yes, you, you know these images kept popping up on Reddit and everywhere. Yeah, and um, yeah. So so then at that very moment, I just I remember asking, you know, you go on the website, you ask for like early access, and at some point. Beginning of the summer, I got access to Mid Journey, and I ping like Zach and Jeff, who are like the brilliant minds behind Draw Ketchup. I'm like, "Isn't that a thing for a sequel or something?" And they're like, "Oh my god, yeah!" So then uh, we try to generate images with the same premise, right? Because the premise for Draw Ketchup is like, if you ask anyone draw ketchup, they'll draw Heinz because yeah. it's like they're dried from memory because Heinz is ketchup. Yeah. And it's got that distinct label and the distinct bottle and people exactly. were Exactly. The Keystone all 57, over the, world. the thing, yeah, yeah, the shape. Um, so we're like, so it was essentially the same hypothesis. Do you, if you ask AI, what will happen? 
And we'll, we were trying mid-journey, which was like sort of a, they weren't operating from the same system as, I'm not an AI expert by any uh, length of the imagination, but uh, <laughs> they were, um, they were not operating from the same algorithm or like the same machine learning uh, thing. So we tried and it didn't work. And we're like, ah, oh, crap. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, it was, it was, it was nice to try. Yeah. And then, um, and then we, you know, June came around and we were, I was, I happened to be lucky enough to be in Cannes with Jeff and Zach and like draw catch up one. I'm like, man, we got to figure this thing out. Like yeah. we got to figure the, the, the AI thing out. And at the same time, we, we, I don't know, we learned that Pam, who's a creative director of design uh, at the Vancouver office, Pam okay. Runis, yep. she's an artist. She's like an illustrator. So she got early access to Dali, okay. which was like the most performing version of an AI text-to-image generator. So we're like, we'll try it in Dali, and it worked. Yes. So we're like, oh my God, cool. yes. So the, the challenge was to, you know, keep the prompt simple, because you don't want to you don't want to, you know, skew the machine and, right. and, and input Heinz. You want to, and, and as, you know, contrary to draw ketchup, which was the premise was really simple. It's like you draw ketchup, you draw the bottle. Yeah. Um, here you had to, we had to precise the prompt. So it's like trying stuff around with just like ketchup and the ketchup label and ketchup bottle. Uh, so the prompt that was going for us was um, ketchup bottle in space, ketchup bottle uh, Vermeer, ketchup bottle yeah. Basquiat, and all. So it could generate all these different iterations, and every time we would input like ketchup bottle something, yeah, it would go out as Heinz, like as a like a Keystone label, and you know, obviously, like uh, these text to image uh, AI generators, they can't figure out writing. Well, at least at the time, because right. like we're in april 2023 right now and right. everything's changed like gpt came on and whatever yeah. but at the t like remember last summer um these th this was entirely new so it, it couldn't really process like human writing or typography right so it was you know heinz was written all, written all like skewed yeah and, like, it looks you could, funny yeah you could yeah cool. exactly it yeah it's more no, arty it's, that it's, way yeah it's so yeah it has like and then we you know, we, we ask people to generate prompts on social. Like we, you know, we obviously like we show them examples and we got out a video on social asking people to give us prompts. Yeah. And out of these prompts, we uh, created like a sort of a user gen out of home and print campaign from the people's uh, suggestions. So like ketchup synth wave was one. Someone asked for like ketchup dog, ketchup pool. Right. And all these like image with such a good like stopping power were used as, as out of home and uh, they're just so vibrant and like they attract the eye. And so, so it made for a great, turned out like this digital thing made for a great out of home. So it was thing. digital. That's how you, that's how you released it. Yeah. At first and, and asking for prompts. And we made this video where, um, where we sort of referenced 2001 and because uh, the bottom of a Heinz bottle looks like Hal uh, oh, from like 2001. Space Odyssey. Yeah, Space yeah. Odyssey. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of a thing. We put the bottle and then the, like we reveal the how thing and yeah. then at the end it's a Heinz bottle. So that was, that was a fun, that was a fun thing to play with, with the launch video as well. So, so yeah, going from uh launch video asking for prompts and then prompts were given on social because uh, people didn't have access to Dali at the time. It was like early access artists only. So right. we were kind of the conduit to them trying it out. That's um, so cool. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, it was great. And the, the prompts were dumb and, 
even like <laughs> Ducati asked for like one of their signature bikes with ketchup and it, yeah. it worked. It's like like brands were participating in the story yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Sportsnet so cool. asked for things. They did? Ducati asked for things. <laughs> yeah. What was the Sportsnet one? I can't remember. Like I think it was the thing about sports. Hockey? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's I, awesome. I think, I think it didn't work. Like some, some of them like obviously didn't work because that you know we don't we don't control the machine sure. and, we, and we didn't skew any of the visuals we yeah. didn't change anything we just added this line saying this is what ketchup looks like to ai and then the tagline is saying so it has cool. to be behind yes yeah it was i'm still like to be super honest i still can't believe we did it in like the span of time that we did it um yeah and then didn't didn't you affect the algorithm like didn't what you did change the ai it, what what um what happened is uh you know going you know, you go and you go and go again, but then, and then we spoke to, we ended up speaking to Dali uh, at the moment, uh, at the time. Wait, like We're the like, programmers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The software engineers at Dali, we had to have a chat with them because we mentioned their software. Um, or like at oh, least like to be like, hey, so by the way, we're doing this whole hey, campaign. We're doing with this thing. You Are guys. you okay? <laughs> yeah, because like, there's no legal grounds. Like, I we had to like have chats with, uh, you know, intellectual property right. lawyers. You right. know, because like there's no grounds. It's like, like the far west still. Right. Where do these image generators take their images from? And uh, all these questions were. I don't know. It was like still very much. Uh, there's a bit of bit of, bit of fog yeah. around the, that that notion of and like intellectual those, property. Are they in California? Like, where are these guys? Uh, it's a good question. Like, I th- where? I like, think so. I think so. I sounds I, like I a silicon. I don't even know. No, I don't know. So anyway, the lawyers yeah. find these guys. We find these guys. We we call them and they're like, "This is awesome. Let's yeah, for sure. Let's do it." Uh, but That's then, cool. but then, yeah, and then uh, what happened is it created sort of a precedent where these. They're, they're sent, like if you go on chat GPT and you ask what's your favorite brand of chocolate, the GPT says like, I'm a machine. I don't eat chocolate. Right. Okay. So because <laughs> so you can imagine that when GPT went out, we tried to get him to say it likes Heinz right. again, of course. Uh, but it doesn't because like it, it, that sort of AI or the, like the open AI program has been sort of since then sort of reprogrammed or retrained to reduce brand bias so that, oh Yeah. And the impressions on the campaign was huge. Didn't yeah. it go global? Yeah. Uh, when we did it for our, how Kraft Heinz work, uh, works is we did it for like North America, um, Canada first and then North America. But then like Brazil came in and we also did it in China and oh, uh, awesome. out of homes were because it's universal, right? Yeah. So we, we could do out of home in, in Brazil. We did a big campaign in Montreal as well, translated everything. Super. Um, and, and still like some, I think, I think Chile initially wanted to make a gallery, uh, but we ended up making the gallery here in Toronto because uh, the plans fell off and we didn't uh, control the printouts. And there was a problem with like producing the actual physical human gallery. Um, so you could so go on Queen Street and go to a gallery? You could go on Queen Street and look at the, everything that AI you know, did, uh, cause I think all in all, I think, I think it's like, I don't know, like 30 prompts that we featured, uh, as like art, yeah. like catch up art, which is, sounds absolutely egregious and ridiculous. <laughs> no, but it's awesome. It's great. It's also great. But so we had that section of the art gallery and then people could also try prompts at the computer at the end. And we also put it in a metaverse gallery because, you know, AI and metaverse, they go hand in hand. So people could go on spatial. It's like a platform where you could create metaverse spaces. So we did a, like our digital team made a gallery on spatial and we invited 
tans yeah. again to just go look at the stuff. That's so cool. So it's like a weird thing. You could, you could, it's like spatial works with a VR headset. You could go on your computer, it works with a VR headset. So, you know, there were people at home on a VR headset on their couch looking at a gallery, gallery of ketchup art, which is. Well, where's the art now? Is Absolutely. there one hanging in your house? Uh, there's one at my desk. Yeah. Uh, no. So, so we gave <laughs> we gave away some to the clients. Yeah. Uh, cool. And we kept some, and yeah. we we actually um, changed offices from the ninth to the tenth floor in Montreal. So, we're, we're, we we got some of them and we're putting them on display in oh, the office. Oh, that's very cool. What do you think? So, you're a writer by trade. Yeah. What, so, I, I know I'm late to the game, but I literally tried Chat GPT for the first time two days yeah. ago. Yeah. Because my 12 year old said. Uh, to, about our younger son. He's like, hey, you know, this thing will write bedtime stories. Oh my God. For, for the littler guy. And so we were just having a blast as a family and like, okay, tell us a funny bedtime story about like bears and farts or whatever. And it, it was writing hilarious stuff. Yes. So my question to you is, as writers, are we doomed? No. Um, I think this is great though, as because um, this, these, all, these like things learn from us or like at least everything, every piece of content that's out there. But I think, I think if you use it as a tool or like a trigger for brainstorm or like a thing to spark or like a thing to, you know, get you out of your zone or a thing to learn about stuff, um, you know, write this script about cheese in a stand-up comedy way. Yeah. What it'll do is like it'll it'll pick up from everything. It'll it'll you know cram it into a style, and it, that might inform uh an idea for you know a later execution so if you use it as a tool like oh, in your tool belt yeah yeah i think it's like as of now i i, I don't want to be quoted in like 20 years yeah yeah all like i don't know or even two weeks from now because everything changes so fast. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> with no jobs yeah yeah but like right now it looks like a great tool to just enhance everything and also cool. i think you know we try to attention spans are growing shorter and we're trying to get more interesting ideas out there. Um, so I think since this learns from everything that's been done, it's good to see what it says so you can break out from the conventional. Like the machine can give you this or like if ChatGPT could give me that idea, I think we probably have to go somewhere else or try another mechanism. And sometimes if you, I even tried, <laughs> the funny thing is um, I tried like, do you know Rethink the agency? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The agency, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, New York, blah, blah. I'm like, so you know their ideas? And like, yeah. And then it names a few ideas. I'm like, can you write? Because uh, we're working on Philly right now. So I got this Philly brief, Philadelphia brief. And uh, brief is that. Can you, can you get me five rethink ideas? And they were like pretty bad. <laughs> but, it, but, it's, but in there somewhere, there were some interesting sparks of and slivers of truth and 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 very interesting stuff uh to be to be to be worked at with that so so like yeah i, I think using it as a tool much like we use google or like coders use github to copy lines of codes to put in whatever they're doing i think i think it's pretty good for i us. love that yeah because i actually did input we were working on a brief or whatever and i was like write me a commercial about a car <laughs> And it was garbage. It was pretty bad. It's pretty bad because it learns from everything that's out there. So it doesn't feel original or, and if you go, and if you're, you're, you're even going to it, because it learns and then you give it, prom and then you give it other prompts and then you give it directions and you're like, this doesn't feel original enough. Could yeah. you go a bit like uh, over the boards? Like what, 
what's something that would feel illegal doing? And then oh, it, cool. And it does it does and then it does a car commercial about someone drinking and driving. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. it's so, so But like to it your point, weird. like just like we can use Google. Yeah. Find the nuggets about the cream cheese in there. Yeah. And it'll take you to cool other places. Absolutely. It's there's sometimes you're just stuck. So this yeah. becomes another thing to not be stuck. Oh, this or is that, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I you think. made me feel better about it. It's, it's uh, well, yeah, I, I hope, <laughs> I hope. So let's talk about another amazing piece that you did that actually fundamentally changed the world oh for the God. better. Yeah. Uh, can you talk to us about the decathlon work? Yeah. So decathlon, for those who don't know, is a... It's the so, world's largest sports retailer. Yeah. They're in so if like, you don't know, where have you been living? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but they've, they've been uh, in Canada for, for a while. There are six stores in the greater Toronto area. So like they've been like well implanted, but I think they're fairly, still fairly unknown. I would say it's fairly new, at least in this yeah. market. But globally, oh, yeah. globally it's, it's the it's biggest. Huge. The largest sport, the most sports, sports store, the most known and bought stuff uh, out of the Nikes and Adidas of, of the world. And the work you did, well, let's backtrack. Was Decathlon a client of Rethinks or how did this we, all work? We had worked with them on, uh, on a few like small, small things like a Ottawa relaunch campaign, some okay. few, few assets for like the Montreal stores because they, they, they were first implied in, in Quebec cause, because of like the, 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 the Decathlon's French. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so the, you know, working with the French diaspora, it was just logical that it would open in, the, in on the South Shore first and then in Laval. And then, so they, I think they were at five stores this summer in, in the greater Montreal area. So it started there and then got implanted around Canada. So I don't know, first thing we worked on is like a little Ottawa store campaign to get people in um okay so you you, you were building a relationship with the client yeah, when exactly, this work came exactly up. and we we knew j-lone and we had a good relationship with her and uh this team ryan and rachel uh who have been uh, they're great um we they, they just they just came in with that idea for i think it was like we worked with ccdi in the past so they had that idea that same CCDI idea is Canadian center for diversity and inclusion okay I think so. They had this idea for CCDI, which was altering the signs uh, for the universal symbol of access, international symbol of access, which is like the handicap sign that we so see, the, like the disabled sign that we see everywhere, like the blue thing, the blue, the the little person wheelchair in a wheelchair, person. blue, Exa- like don't park here signs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so they had this idea to like alter it in some way. Um, to make it more inclusive yeah yeah yeah, exactly so so and then at first it wasn't like necessarily sports related so i'm like that's interesting but i think it needs a spin and they just came back with the thing they had it in the deck and it was like so the idea in a nutshell is um like disabilities is the final frontier in inclusivity um in and and much more in sports like there's the Olympics and then these, there's the Paralympics, but nobody watches. Right. And uh, so, so it's hard. So like the, the number of athletes or like the ways to be inspired for people with disabilities by athletes, they don't have necessarily role models and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, so it was logical for a, for a sports store like Decathlon to, to, to get in the game. They're, they're all about accessibility. They produce everything. They're vertically integrated. So that means that, they have good quality at like at like incredible prices. So and and their mission is to make sports accessible. That's their whole thing. So the idea is adding sports elements to the international symbol, international sorry symbol of access to like 
better represent these people. Yeah. And they're, so like, it's hard to describe yes. over the, a podcast, yes. but sort of this very static stick figure in a wheelchair. Yeah. You turn them into these really dynamic. Yeah. So like you gave the, the guy in the, in the wheelchair motion and energy and yeah, sports. just by adding sports stuff, you know, there's one shooting a basketball. There's like one holding a rugby ball. There's a tennis racket. Uh, and there's a bunch of like, we started with wheelchairs because it's like just a, such a fast get Yep. because you added for, 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 from the original symbol, but also there's also like non-wheelchair symbols that we did for like aquatic sports. And we did like a collection for, uh, the to just before the Tokyo Olympics or so something that was like into Paralympic sports, um, like going deeper, deeper, deep cut, yeah. uh, disabled, the uh, disabled sports with disabilities. Um, and, uh, so, so how it worked is first, what we did is we altered the parking signs at the Cathlon in Laval in the parking lot. We painted all new signs, uh, and documented the whole thing and then amplify it online through the Cathlon's own channels. Yep. Um, but then, you know, we felt that wasn't enough to just do that because it wasn't committing enough. Mm -hmm. So, but the Cathlon, they're like their whole internal team they're so invested and so passionate um so they put it they put them everywhere fitting rooms in like their icon iconography in the store like directional stuff it was everywhere in so canada we, or in canada at canada. first okay and then and then we what we did is we used the like all the icons we we made like the illustrator files yeah we put them in uh, uh like a package on a website people could download it and use it anywhere they want so so under like a creative commons license we just gave them away so that oh. people could use them uh, outside of their, decathlon outside of the decathlon so we it started with us but it you know it should be a universal thing so people could download it and um and put them whatever they want. So like, I remember uh, catching like, cause you, you know, you launch this and then, and I remember doing like a reverse image search on Google to find, to I'm like, where is this? Yeah. And I found like a community center in Brazil using hey. the thing in their communications. And it was like all written in Portuguese. So I could, I couldn't read, nice. but like that. That's and so then, cool. and then like the, it got, it got like a, a, in a weird spot. I know they have like, influence in france but we didn't know how far and then like one day there's an article in like le parisien which is like uh like a daily newspaper in in paris and like there's like seven or nine people standing in front of a decathlon ability signs in the streets behind wow. like stade de france where psg plays and the national team And we're like, what happened? And apparently they caught wind of the initiative, communicated with the Cathlon internally, downloaded the icons and had their, made their own stencils, made their own thing. And like with like actual city employees, they wow. changed 26 parking spaces in their neighborhood of Saint-Saint-Denis, which is like a, it's like a, it's like a smallish banlieue uh, outside of the, the Paris center um, near Stade de France. So like they, they took it upon themselves to just take the thing and, 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 and like use it yeah. to, for like, yeah. So changing the signs forever, like in the streets in Paris, if you go, it's there. So if you're going to Paris this summer. At the Saint-Denis, if you're like, a, if you're a football fan and yeah. you want to see PSG in action, you'll see like if, 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 uh, if there's a space and there's no car, you'll, you'll, you'll see one. I mean, it's like you, you fundamentally change such a ubiquitous sign. It's like changing the stop sign to make yeah. it better. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and now it's since, all over the world. Yeah, it's all over the world. And, and, and right now, I, I, you know, uh, this 
things move fast and we're an industry where it goes from one project to the next. But this has been, you know, we're we're still, you know, doing stuff and we're in talks with like City Montreal wants custom icons for parks. So we're talking to them. Yeah. But, you know, you know how cities are. Things things don't move fast. And uh, great. Yeah. And then uh, since Decathlon's like major partner of the Paris Paris Olympics in 2024, they'll be using the signs on the premises is, is, is what we got from them. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it's. I don't know. It's it's still pretty unbelievable. You fundamentally changed iconography, yeah. around the world. Around the world. Like, sometimes in advertising, like you said, it's like we do a thing and then the thing goes away, whatever. That was nice, but the, like you're going to travel the world now and see those signs. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, outside of Paris now. Like, but it's in like it's in their siège um, you know, like their head offices in Villeneuve it's there and then it's in a bunch of stores obviously you go on the premises and it's there in, in all over the world but then the, the Paris thing is, is so like unexpected and great yeah that's incredible yeah, yeah. so anybody listening who wants to change their parking lot signs <laughs> can go on the website they're free abilitysigns.ca Ability you download signs. the thing and then uh, the, you could you could get them the, to the resolution you want and then you create die cuts and and away you are. That's amazing. Away you go. Congratula- I mean, congratulations. That's truly. Thank you. Thank you. When advertising can actually do, do good. Yeah. Do good in the world. And it was for a real client, real store. Real client, real, real store, thing. real actual big thing. Uh, and, you know, a committed company that takes this stuff very seriously. Rethink well. is doing a ton of work like that. It's real clients. You're doing incredible work. Uh, and And... I'd love to talk to you about specifically Rethink Montreal mm-hmm. and creativity coming out of Montreal. Because just as a blanket statement, I feel like everything cool comes out of Montreal. Like even Decathlon launches first in Montreal. You guys have like such an amazing creative sensibility. The design that comes out the of Montreal is, is incredible. Look, where does that all come from? I don't know. I think it's like, from my <laughs> point of view, water? it's constraints. Oh, uh, okay. I think, no, but like, it's like the... It's like Denis Villeneuve, right? I, I'm not comparing our work to Denis, but um, but it's like he learned uh, by doing like the Course Auto du Monde, which is like, uh, it's like you have to produce a film like for a week. You, so like learning and, and doing without a lot, um, it sort of takes the laziness out of the way. So you have to be very, very... Um, uh, what's débrouillard? I'm, I'm just trying to find the word, but... Uh, very hand, sometimes you have to get dirt, get your hands dirty and do the things yourself. Um, so I think I think that's part of the equation. You try more stuff because you have less budget, so you're forced to you're forced to working with less. So you 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 get creative. It's like constraints uh, stimulate creativity. So I think being in a market that has like a little bit less budget, because like the the best design stuff I find in Montreal, like branding, of course, all that's great. It's all but gorgeous. It's all awesome and. Yeah. Um, the, but the thing where I think like that pushes the boundaries every year is like all these cultural posters for like for theaters, for, uh, for plays, for like, this is, these are the best posters you see in the city. And yeah. uh, these things, these places have no money or virtually no money. So agencies go out of the way to, to make, to make that work creative and, and do it themselves. Right. So I think, yeah. So I think, I think the, the, the no money thing helps. It makes us more, um, handier or like i don't know nifty or i don't know i don't know what's the word actually it's uh, every time i go to montreal it's like everybody looks cool everything's (laughs) designed the food's amazing the music is so cool like it's just it feels like this amazing 
place that really supports and fosters culture, For art, sure. creativity. For sure. And and I think, you know what, like maybe it's a, maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe it's about like owning, owning our cultural difference and, you know, having, having a chip on our shoulder a bit and, and trying to, trying to make it big and, and be great despite the constraints. Um, yeah. Like, so, so maybe that's part of the answer. Uh, Montreal office was a great adventure. Like I came in, we were, there were four of us. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, I worked at, I worked at Bo- like at, at boss and then Sue, uh, like you, and then we're in freelance for a bit. And then, uh, Nick called Nick um, being the general manager of the Montreal office. And he's like, you want to do this thing? I'm like, yeah. And then, so came in four people, uh, on the first day there was the office was supposed to be ready and like the wires were hanging from the ceiling. (laughs) So it was like very, felt very startupy, but with, but with the, the like structure of a company that's been, that had been around for, at that time, maybe 13 years, mm-hmm. and Chris Staples and uh, Chris uh, Tom and Ian were, um, you know, incredible mentors through it all. Like, they really, really supportive and also understanding. Like, at some point, I remember uh, Nick had to have a conversation with Chris and Ian because they would want to look at everything. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to have to trust us at some point. Yeah. Like, look at the ideas. We won't translate every deck. We won't, we won't, cause we're already doing the work in one language. So, and the, like kudos to them. They just, they took their hands off the wheel and let us go. And now we're, there's 54 of us. Uh, so it's been growing and, you know, incremental growth from the other off the other offices. Obviously Toronto has been having like a crazy, crazy, crazy run. Um, I've been, been, I've been, been, I've been there eight years and, uh, in the last five, it's been just meteoric. Like it's been insane. Um, and then opening New York, uh, but yeah, like the Montreal flavor is, is, I don't, I, I it's hard for me to describe it because it's always easier when you're outside. Looking yeah, in. sure. Yeah. Uh, we're making the work. So, but, uh, I don't know. We're a really tight knit group. Like I wouldn't. I don't know if I would want to have like a 200 people agency. Like I, I love us. I love like the boutique thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone, you have access to every project. You could influence a lot of the work. Um, so yeah, very passionate about it. And um, um, I know we, we wanted to talk about, you, you asked me like, what, what's the thing you want to talk about? Is that a thing you want to talk about? Yes. You want to talk. I, and I'm, I'm love to is the, um, like where, where do the creatives and advertising come from in Montreal? Like, is there a, yeah, there's no, like a there's Humber no, type school in Montreal or there? Well, there is, there's a few things. You could get a certificate at, uh, university of Montreal just in Montreal. Uh, in advertising? In, yeah. It's like, a, okay. it's kind of, yeah, yeah. And then you, there's classes and there's stuff and you learn. It's perfect. Yep. But there's no, like, there's no equivalent of a portfolio school. Hmm. There's no, and like, so students are forced to, they either come here or they go elsewhere. Like here to Toronto? Yeah. 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 And they go to Miami ad school Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a great place. And like the, all, all the, the, the people that went, that came from Miami ad school that are rethink, like they're incredible. Yep. But it's pricey. And, um, and you got to think in another language, right? I see it's all in English. So now it's like, yeah, you guys, obviously have different nuances and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Different oh yeah humor sensibilities and like it, and you gotta go anyway market's that must be super difficult. different yeah. yeah i think it'd be great if the if like the creatives out there could learn from the people out there to who are making the work yeah so yeah so I, i'm not like far from announcing anything but i 
I, I yeah, like I think we're in need of something like a portfolio school in the in the in the next few years. Like, how did uh, you do it? How did you break in? Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So we, I was at UCAM, University of Quebec at Montreal, and we had there was no there was like the communications and marketing program that had just started. Um, and I remember having conversations with fellow students. I was I was PR. I was majoring in PR, which I don't know. I don't know why I did that, but uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, but and up having chats at at uh, and while well, we drinking beers and and we're like we we're not partnering with any agencies. We all work, want to work in agencies, and we we don't have the the tools. But PR agencies, where you're like, no, I want to go into advertising. Uh, yeah, at that point, I think I knew and. That's um, cool. A group of friends uh, led by a few other people. I joined that group. They started um, L'Incubateur, which is a student advertising agency in UCAM. Uh, Does it still exist? Yeah. That's so cool. I went to like, I don't know, a 10-year reunion recently. I'm like, I'm old. And kudos for keeping this thing alive. Like now we used to be like the loner group. They wouldn't loan us a space. They would, I don't know, dunk on us. Um and now they're the coolest kids in the co- in the school. Like this it's is awesome. crazy. They're, they have merch. Yeah, what? Have merch. That's awesome. I don't know. So like, um, so na- so now it's a thing. So then we did a few projects here and there, uh, honing our craft, but with no overseer. Like just making it up. Just making it up. As like we looking went. at ads in the world and going, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Wow. Um, and then we had this contract with uh, Contemporary Art Museum. We did a piece, and it's like looking back at it, it's like. You know, I, I'm struggling to see where the concept is, but it was like very visually interesting uh, at the time. We did that with like a young director, production house helped us oh, out. Oh, you shot a spot. We shot a spot. And they paid you to do and it. And they paid me, they paid us oh to do it. God. Yeah. And uh, it did pretty much covered the cost of doing it. Uh, but like at the time, Jetfilm helped us produ- produce it. Mathieu Grimard was the director. So we did this thing and put it out in the world. And it was pretty much the only thing we worked on so i had no book still having done the student thing yeah since we were like the first to like actually graduate and and go away we had nothing so i uh i put together like i don't know like thoughts and whatever like i had six things in a on a website and i tweeted that i needed a job and like (laughs) uh natalie which is a now a dear friend of mine she took that thing she's like i know someone she saw your tweet she saw my tweet and said i need a job i need a job so if you know someone and then you know got retweets obviously what and 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 that took the thing and brought it to uh at the time was her ex-husband and i it got me my first job as a i was like a community manager writing tweets for poultry products (laughs) it was awesome it was great But then, so working there at a digital studio with Martin, um, it was called Commerce. So it was very like artsy and experimental. So I kind of learned the internet there and then I went to Boston and then, and then we, talked wow. about, we talked about the rest. But yeah, so it's hard to break in, in advertising in general, yep. but so even more so if you don't have a book or right. you, I don't know, if you, if you don't know where to start, you don't know what's the difference between a premise, an idea and an mm-hmm. execution. So you start with like nothing. Uh, so you, you learn a bit, there's a few programs to be learning about, but there's no like book building program. So I, I you know, I, I'd love to, <laughs> Are you going to start one? When the kids this, grow older, nah, I, I'd love to, I'd love to have the time. We chatted about it with my friend Rafiq. I think we need like a night school thing mm-hmm. where 
and I like a nonpartisan thing too, because like there's Sidley Land and there's these all these great internship programs all across the city. LG Duresum. But I think we need a thing that's like a common program yep. that helps build the creative community and the interest around advertising because we're the kids aren't into it like they used to. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, so I think we need a thing and 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 keep be, fostering talent in in Quebec and Montreal. Yeah, and the general interest for the for for advertising in in as a as a as a means of expression. Um and as a cuz like when you go into cuz it's such a every time I sp- I talk to students they're like I didn't know I could do that. You know you know what I mean? I I I I come from a humble background and I learned when I was 16 years old that director was a job like I didn't even know to, to, for so for some like people film director film director yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm like oh wow this job that exists and you can do like it's not just Hollywood like you know what I mean I like yeah. sometimes your 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 uh, your aperture is not open enough so some so most of the time when we go in schools and do talks they're like i didn't even know this existed so i think i think yeah there, there's a need for for opening up the aperture and 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 bringing more people in that's part of the ni to me is like uh fostering towns from different backgrounds um like ethnical backgrounds but also like economic uh, economic backgrounds like most people don't know how that works so i'm i don't know uh, it's it's definitely a thing that's been bubbling in my head for a few years now uh but you know, having two toddlers at home, it's, oh, yeah. it's hard to do that in the job. But I, I'd be, I, I'd be curious to explore that. Maybe that Chat avenue. GPT can tell us. Uh, oh how my to god, it's such a good, it's <laughs> such a good rap. I think I, I, I think it's writing the program. I think after that, I'm, I'm having GPT write the program. So before we leave today, I like to ask, what's the, what's like a really great ad story that you tell at maybe it's a dinner party or whatever, like a moment that's happened in your career where you're like, that was awesome. Um. I don't know that it's like I've I've listened to the podcast obviously so it's not it's not going to be the greatest one uh, but I well, I'm, it'd be I've great been to a, you. I've been a you know being from Montreal I've been an Expos fan and uh, at the time and then the team left and I was like infatuated with Vladimir Guerrero and um, so recently we got to shoot a spot with him so I hey. I would tell my friend yeah it was great and the, the spots the spots good like it's it was it was but it was a lot of fun to shoot like I saw I saw a few slivers of a behind the scenes that's been shot and it looks great we I, I know I, I could see a smile on my face I was so genuinely happy to be there so no just getting to it's it's more like it's it's less about the anecdotes themselves but it's like it's crazy that this pays my mortgage. Like I get to have burgers with Vladimir Guerrero. Your and childhood that pays hero. my mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> like just the, no- the general notion of doing that as work is for some of my friends, like a f- interesting group of friends, but they, they all have like, I don't know. Well, my friend Alex, he does like criminal financial investigation. So like his stories are accounting? insane. Yeah. His stories are insane. So I can't beat them. Was he going to come on the show? I can and beat like, them. Oh yeah, sure. I, I'm sure he I would. I want to hear I'm about sure he would. criminal investigations. <laughs> Him cool. stalking a house and like oh my God. doing fake calls and then, you know, going and into their And you're like, I'm phones. drawing ketchup. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I do burgers with Vladimir Guerrero, dude. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so like, it's way less interesting than my finance criminal thing friend. But uh, would you let your, if your kids were like, I'm going to be like dad and go into advertising. Would you be uh, psyched about it? Or you'd be like, go to law school. I, I don't know. It's good. 
good question. What will you do with your kids? I'm like, go to law school. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm like, get a proper job. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. but like, I don't know. I, I want to, I want them to be, to create, be able to creatively, creatively express themselves. Yeah. And it's a, if they feel it's a good medium for them, sure. I think advertising all in all, if you don't end up doing, doing that as a thing for all of your life, it's a great, such a great school of at being creatively apt to like wrap a concept, write a line, hone in, generate ideas, uh, find your voice. Cause you know, you watch stuff and you're like, you're inspired by sometimes in like, if I ask you like, what, what are your 10 favorite things? You will probably see like a red, red line between all of those things. Um, and you know, that's, that's your voice. So like, If they want to do a creative thing, I would like, uh, I'd be like, try to find your voice. Maybe you're a painter. Maybe you're not doing the burgers with Vladimir Guerrero thing. People have said, oh, advertising in the 80s, that was its heyday. It was all crazy. In fact, we were talking about it before we came into it. (laughs) Do you think advertising is still fun and do you love it every day? It's like uh, something I said before, like, I don't know, someone asked me like, why, how can you explain the recent successes? And I'm like... I think I like it more than any other people. Like I'm, I'm a huge nerd and I have so much fun doing it. And I feel that it's, it's kind of a joke. It's kind of a joke between, um, the partners at rethink and I, we do these retreats every year and, uh, <laughs> there's such, there's such a brilliant group of people. And I obviously like I have to, when I do intervention, like I, when I need to speak in these groups, I need to do it in my second language. So like, I always feel a bit dumb. So, so, so my thing in the group is like, I hope we have fun and I hope we cultivate the culture of fun. And then, and then, so like Sean and everyone, they tease me and they say, they call me fun guy now. So it's my thing. So like, yeah, I, I do believe it's all about the fun. because you know, just reminding yourself that it's a stressful business. We, sometimes it's hard. The relationships aren't uh, necessarily always perfect with clients, but, Like it's so much fun to just be to to just sit down and and just realize that that's what we're doing as a, like we're writing things and this space for our the rest of our lives like it's I'm I'm honestly super yeah very uncynical about it all like I think it's great by the way by the way you, you right before we wrap I just want to bring up like the the two language thing do you think that makes you creative in a whole other way that you can ideate and communicate so per- personally I think. It's your, you said, oh, I feel dumb, but I think you're <laughs> like, your, your English is beautiful and perfect, but like that ability to think in two languages and different cultures, the ideas we talked about today transcend all of that. They're universal truths yeah. and proven by the fact that they've all gone globally. Do you think that's like part of the special sauce with the, the creativity that's coming out of Quebec? It's a great question. I think, like I talked a lot about the constraints of budget, but I think, I do think, um, There's a, I can't rely, we can't rely on puns. We can't right. do the cat-vertising thing. <laughs> I'm saying that because, because um, someone mentioned it on the ADCC panel yesterday. Yeah, cat-vertising was awesome. It was great. It was so good. It still holds up. Um, Couldn't it have been chat-vertising? Chat <laughs> like it would have been awful. Like it, so, so if you want an idea to travel, you can't do the pun thing. Or at least it can't rely solely on, on that because it's not how I've been brought up. It's not, you know, I, I, I did English in school for a long time, but it's not my write, French writer by trade doesn't do that. So the ideas kind of have to transcend 
and be clear for everyone if 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 the hope is to get out of the market and do something uh, sorry more with them maybe sorry. what we should do is have the english writers go to the portfolio school in quebec just like they've all had to go to you know miami ad school or come here to Harvard. we should we should do the french reverse. immersion we should french immersion or like uh like you know we switch houses with what am i thinking here Oh, uh, exchange, yeah, exchange program, creative <laughs> yeah. exchange program. I creative love that. Program. I love that idea. Yeah. But it makes you more curious. Also, you probably inquire more because you're like, what does that mean? Like yeah. someone said to me and I can't, uh, we can edit this out if you want, but it's, uh, someone said, Oh, like, now we're not going to, cause it's going to be so, juicy. No, no, it's like, I don't want to blow smoke up your butt. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> What did, oh I'm like, God. what? So like, maybe you, maybe you You're ask like, you more questions. You want to blow smoke oh, up my butt? Like, what do you mean? And um, so, so maybe it gets, it gets to ask more questions, which, which is great. Cause like curious people tend to do well in that business. So, and then as a, a proper writer, writer, writer thing, there's always a more exact word in one or the other language sometimes. And, you know, English has this, that inherent simplicity and imagery to it. Like, you know. You got a fire and you got a fireman. It's simple, straight to the point. In French, you got un feu and then a pompier. They, they, they right. Don't, they don't mean what, like it's, I don't know. It's been, it's been crafted by noble cool. people because they want to have fancy words. But, <laughs> but uh, so, so, uh, so English is great for advertising because it's so simple and straight and clear. Uh, but at the same time, there's many other words in the French language that mean, uh, and then also figures of speech are interesting. Like, like blow smoke up your ass. Yeah, in French, like if for in a less vulgar manner, like in French, my favorite one is sans farger dans les fleurs du tapis. So like flowers and rugs, flowers on rugs, exactly. So it's like don't trip, don't trip on the flowers on the rug. It's like don't get hung up on a dumb, insignificant detail. Like cool. sans farger, yeah. So I, that, so so yeah. So we so I think it it does. I don't think it makes me better or smarter. I think it makes me ask more questions or how would I say it? How would I say it in the, in the, in the French, you know? So yeah, definitely interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm into this exchange thing. I'm, I'm into it. Okay. Well, stay tuned for your Airbnbs Air- and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for rethink Montreal's creative exchange program slash <laughs> copywriting school yeah. that you're going to launch. Xavier, thank you so much. I know you have to catch a plane. I really appreciate that. By the way, everybody, he moved his flight to come and do this. Uh-oh. So thank you so much for really carving up the time. Thanks. I and appreciate I'm sure it. your family is excited that you're coming home after your yeah, long, yeah. long. I am too. I am too. Yeah, I you must too. be excited to go be home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we really appreciate you being on the show, and thank you for sharing. I, I, thanks. It's honestly like these, these are lots of fun. Thank you. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. À la prochaine. À bientôt. Xavier, thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you, listeners, for tuning into the ADCC podcast that shows it's not just about creativity; it's about actually getting it created. The Advertising and Design Club of Canada is a nonprofit organization dedicated to encouraging excellence in Canadian advertising and design. Follow us on Instagram at the ADCC or email us anytime at created at the ADCC.ca.